We are, I heard that, we're going to the gym. We're getting ready to work out our faith. We're awakening something that lies deep inside of us, that lies deep inside of you, and we're calling attention to the areas in our life, as we do every single week, to stir up, to motivate, and to um, bring us into a new area of strengthening our faith. Every single week that we come, it is, it is no accident that you're here. Every word that is spoken, there's no accidents. There is nothing that God doesn't see in your life. There is no plan. There is no timing that isn't outside of God's. You being here at this very moment is special. I hope we realize that. We come here for a purpose, and that is to seek God and to have a realization that God is speaking to us spiritually together. Each and every single week, we come seeking more of Jesus. Because there is powerful transformation in that name. We believe in the decisions and decisions that change lives. And every week we come to make a decision for Christ, maybe for the first time. Some come for the first time to say, I'm deciding now to change my life for God. And some of us come making decisions every single week to make a greater move in faith with God. We're an arena of making choices, of making decisions, the right decisions and the right choice. And by that, we take up the cross every single day. His cross. We surrender and we give up our wants, our desires for Him. Today, we're going to be going through Joshua chapter 14. And I want to encourage you. You can go ahead and turn there. You can put your finger there. And I want to encourage you. We're going to be talking about something that, is, that will be encouraging and strengthening for you, but challenging as well. We don't believe in fluff preaching. I don't believe in that. There's no life change in that. If you want fluff, go home and just read a comfortable book. We have something that is a book that is in front of us that at times is pretty uncomfortable. Let's get a little uncomfortable. I'm okay with being a little bit awkward and and cause us to wrestle in our seats just a little bit because we know that we're on the brink of growth when we are challenged to grow, grow in new areas of faith. Something you don't want to do, and hopefully every week is just a little bit more uncomfortable for you to hear so you can think, oh man, I don't know what he's challenged me. I don't think I could do that. Well, you can. God believes that you can. And it all looks differently in every single one of our lives that God is calling us to different areas. Some may see it as small, but in your eyes, it's huge. And it is huge. Anything that grows your faith is big. And we encourage that. We don't look at anything as small steps. Any step is a step. Don't be afraid of small steps. When we take steps of faith, we reach a greater potential in our lives. Today, we're going to be talking about our potential our potential of what God has for us. I'm just telling you right now, that's what the sermon's about. The potential that lays in front of you. Are we striving for more? Do you believe that God has more for you? Not just say it, I mean really. 
Are we internalizing that? Are we believing that? Is it something that we have identified with us? Or is it just something that we say and we've said, yeah, I believe God has more, but not really sure how or what that looks like. God has more for you tomorrow than he does today. And I'm not just saying that it is real. And I believe that there are people up here who have experienced more today than they have in a very, very long time. A decision to let go and let God just heal them. There is powerful things that are happening in decisions. And when we choose to come and take that awkward, uncomfortable position to walk forward in front of everybody and say, listen, I need the peace of God in a different way in my life. That is when life change happens. There is change that happens in the decision. And the decision to believe that there is something greater in the future. That we can leave behind the things that we left behind and pursue a greater potential. Don't worry about how small it starts. Just know that it grows. We don't care where you're at right now. We just want to help go where God is leading you. Two. When 16-year-old Eliza married the 20-year-old Taylor, he had, never lo- he had never been to school. Others might have written off his education as lost cause, because, but uh, Eliza didn't. She had taught him to read. She taught him to write. She taught him to, to spell. She admits that those days were difficult, but, she, but he proved to be a fast learner. In fact, he learned so well that years later, Andrew Johnson was elected 17th president of the United States. The potential that lies before you is great. I want to encourage you today that where you're living at right now, you have not reached your full potential. I want to speak a spiritual truth inside of you that there is more that God is going to do in you and through you and take you from where you're at right now and move you and elevate you and launch you into an area that you don't even know exists yet. But the question is, are you willing to believe that? Because that's where it starts. If you don't believe it, you won't reach the potential that God has for you. God has more Growth for you in your life. More possibilities. More strengthening. He has got more provision. He's got more blessings. He's got more territory for your life. And he wants to see you fulfill that. It might be getting a little uncomfortable for us to hear that because we don't think that we deserve it or believe that we think that we should have it. In fact, many of us believe that it should be for someone else because they're better, more talented, more equipped, more biblical knowledge. And it's reserved for them, not you, because you just don't know enough. Forget it. Leave that behind because that is not where your potential lies. Your potential lies on what you are growing in. You may not know what now. You may not have that prayer life now, but it will be there if you're choosing to believe that you can grow in it. That faith that you don't have now can be where you want it. God will lead you and instruct you into a new area of your life if you're willing to believe that he will lead you there. More influence, more power, more potential. Potential is really one of the most, if not the most, beautiful word in our language. Because it spells everything about hope. Potential. Spells everything about what is in front of you. And it does nothing, it says nothing about what you've done in your past, in your history. It has everything to do about where you are headed, where you're going. 
It conjures up the excitement. It stirs us and helps us believe that there is something more for us. And I hope that we never get to a place where we don't think that there's anything more that God wants to do through us and for us. There are barriers that seem to be in our life and everybody is introduced with challenges that kind of block us in our areas of growth. We have hurdles that need to be overcome and challenges. But really in the end, they become methods of measurement. You ever notice that when you look back at the struggles, you look back at the, those hard times, you look back and you think, man, I have really grown since that time. Or through that, I was able to grow. I was able to learn. I was able to trust Jesus. I could see now that God was in his hand now, and I didn't see it then. They become tools of measuring your steps of faith. A runner who is training to complete the finish line, he doesn't look at stopwatches as something that is a hindrance. He looks at something that he can use as a tool to challenge him and to seek more of his potential. Limits and ceilings and hardships. That's not what keeps runners from running faster. In fact, it helps push them even harder. Pursuing your potential is believing that you can achieve it, believing that you can push through the hardships and difficulties and not just, not just make it through, but be better because of it. Have a better perseverance, a better faith, a better hope in God through those difficulties and hardships in what we're learning. Do we believe that God wants to expand our capacity? Do you? Do you believe that? That God wants to expand your territory. Expand your capacity of how you view God, how you see Him, how you interpret His ways, how you understand Him, the deep things in the in your soul that really are unexplainable? Are you allowing God to come in? Are you willing to have God search your soul and teach you what that means? Do you believe that God has greater areas of growth in your life? If you don't, I want to change your mind today. If you do, then I want to talk about the strategy. Joshua chapter 14, continuing with this, and hopefully in your discipleship groups you are able to um, talk about this even in a greater depth and have this as a conversation with each other and challenge each other. What areas? In your discipleship groups, I want you to challenge each other. Accountability. What areas do you see yourself and the potential of God moving you towards? What would you like to see God do in your life? That's where your potential lies. I want that discussion happening in our discipleship groups. Caleb, we are headed over and talking about Caleb and Joshua chapter 14 is about him. All the other chapters leading up was Joshua's leadership. Now we are in to where Caleb, Caleb and Joshua were like best friends. They had everything that Joshua had experienced, Caleb was right there with them. They both experienced the first Passover when they were still in slavery in Egypt. They both experienced Pharaoh's release. They experienced going out into the wilderness. They experienced the the provision of God in the wilderness for 40 years. They experienced together spying out the land of Canaan. They were the only two that came back with a good report. 
They experienced the, the crossing of the Jordan River. They were able to go into this territory that God had promised that the enemy had encamped and, and settled in. And they were able to push out the enemy of where God promised them that that would be theirs. And now they are, they're in that land of Canaan. And Caleb speaks up about the promise that was set in motion with Moses, his leader. And after so many years, Caleb is now getting older. He's about 85 years old, and he's looking to expand his territory, to expand the inheritance, go back to the promise that hasn't been fulfilled yet, and pursue the promises of what God had already set in motion. That's where we are starting in Joshua chapter 14, verse 6 is where we're going to be starting, going all the way to verse 13. I'm going to, we're going to take this chunk, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to look at the potential and how to gain a greater perspective of potential in our life and be uh, used for God in greater capacity and increase our territory. Verse 6, Now the people of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite said to him, you know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, at Kadesh Barnea about you and me? He's reminding him, remember this? I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land. This is Canaan. And I brought back a report according to my convictions. I want to stop right there. According to my convictions, if you could underline that, highlight that, everything that is being set up for the inheritance, the expansion, happened way before uh, when he was just true to what he believed that God was speaking to him. Despite what he saw, what everybody else saw, they saw the same thing, the giants, the troubles, the hardship. He, he believed in his heart that God could overcome. It was 45 years later that he's now beginning to pursue the promises, the answers that God had given to him earlier. But my fellow Israelites who went up with me, he's talking about the other ten, made the hearts of the people uh, melt in fear. This was the Israelites, this was the enemy. The Israelites' heart were melting in fear because of the report of the giants and the, the obstacles that were in front of them. It was only Joshua and Caleb, and Caleb was reminding Joshua, remember that time? I, however, however, followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. I trusted him. So on that day, Moses swore to me, the land in which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that children, that your children uh, of your children forever because you have followed the Lord your God, uh, Lord my God, wholeheartedly. So he is saying here, the land in which you have already spied out, the land that you have walked, that's going to be yours for your children. And that's going to be your territory. That's going to be yours. It's going to be a promise for you. Now then, just as the Lord had promised, he has kept me alive 45 years since the time he said this to Moses while Israel moved about in the wilderness. So, so here I am today, 85 years old, and I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. And I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Listen, don't ever lose your enthusiasm. Don't ever lose your passion for God. And don't ever lose that spirit of, I'm ready to attack Satan and drive him out. Don't ever be afraid to say, hey, now's a new day for me to go fight a battle. Because the moment that you lose your enthusiasm is the moment that you begin to start your, your spiritual death. Listen, there are people who are, that I know who are old, and I know people who are young, and it has nothing to do with their age. 
If you know when someone with an, an increase of enthusiasm in their years of life and they're excited and passionate about what God is doing, and I'm going to give a shout out to Don Lennon. Don Lennon has a passion and he has a desire. He comes to the, to the discipleship groups. He comes prepared. He, he shares the, the songs and, and he does the hymns. And, and he's a part of Gideon's. And he's passionate about getting God's word out. And he is passionate about training. And he's passionate about God's, God just doing things. He loves hearing praise reports. And, and Don has not left, lost the enthusiasm of God in his life. And yet there are others of us who are under the age of 40 who seem to be growing way too old. Don't lose your enthusiasm. Don't grow old. Keep that vigor going. Keep that passion going. Verse 12. Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard that the Anakites were there and their cities were large and fortified. But, transition in the language here. The Lord helping me, I'll drive them out, just as he said. Then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and gave him Hebron as his inheritance. If you want to reach your potential that is already there, that God already sees for you and already knows and it already exists, there's one thing that we have to do. We can't get this out of order. It has to be in this order. It won't work unless we do this first step, and that is we have to change the way we think. Increase your thinking. If you're always thinking less, 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 you're going to get less. If you're always thinking, I can't, I can't, I can't, you never will. There's a quote that I'd say, and I'd say it to my kids, and it drives them crazy, is if you think, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. It's the truth. If you think you can't do it, it won't come. If you think that you can, it will come. The chances are much greater to reach your potential when we have a winning attitude. Spiritually, are we chasing a winning attitude? God, I believe that you can. God, I believe that I can. With your help, I will. But it comes with our mind and our heart linked together. Increase. Start thinking differently. Shift. Make a shift happen in our minds so that we don't limit God in us. You see, when we have a capacity that is, seems to be a box and we can't break through it, it's not because God sees it as impossible. It's our minds that limit us, not God. It's our belief that we're too insignificant or unimportant that holds us back. God doesn't see you as too insignificant or too unimportant. He doesn't view you that way, but we do. We have to take our mind and we have to shape our thinking to God's thinking. Put on the mind of Christ. The restrictions in our life are not because God's power has limitations, but rather because we limit ourselves. So he said, I will drive them out. With God's help, I will do this. When you think of limits, you create them. If you want to change the actions, you can't just go forward with actions without your mind being there first. Change your thinking first. One of the things that we have to get rid of in our lives, yes, this is a get rid of it, is stop making excuses. There will always be 101 excuses to not pursue God more. It's not good timing. 
If you ever say it's not good timing, that's probably the perfect timing. It's too early for me. I, I get up too early as it is to, to spend time with God. It's too late. I'm too tired at night. I get drowsy when I read the Bible. It's too difficult for me to use my words. I get tongue-tied all the time when I speak, which is a reality for me. I am up here, and I am not an eloquent speaker. It is not something that is natural for me. It is not something that has really been gifted to me. This up here is a submission of saying, God, I will do the announcements at my dad's church. And I was terrified. God, I will go ahead and I will speak to these Royal Ranger kids. And I'm terrified of these five-year-olds. I promise you it is the truth. This is not a comfortable place for me. I get nervous every single week and I have to surrender everything that I am over to God. And it's a, day, it's a, it's a, it's a weekly submission to God. And the only reason why I am up here is because God is allowed to use, um, to use me. And I have embraced God. I will take whatever capacity you bring me to. Quick story. I'm still learning this. It's still challenging for me. And I hope that it always will be. Can I just be honest? Because the moment that it becomes comfortable to me is the moment I begin relying upon my own strength. I never want to do that. God, make it hard for me so that I have to rely upon you, so that all the glory goes to you. God, don't ever put me in a place where it just becomes easy. And if it ever becomes easy, God, open my eyes to the areas that are difficult. This happened this week when um, I got a text message from Matt Miller. He's a pastor over at Elevation Church in uh, Clearfield, and they're putting on a men's retreat that's going to be happening at the last weekend of May, and he asked if I would be one of the speakers for men's retreat, and I immediately knew the answer was no. There's no way. That's just not my, I, it's a teaching setting. It's, we're going to be, you're going through this. It's just not my gifting. Somebody else is going to be better. It's true. There are people that are better. It's really outside of my gifting. And it, and it, it would be, in my mind, a better thing if somebody else was to handle it. And I wrestled this with Katie. And, and I told Katie, yeah, I just, I'm just not going to do it. It's, it's not going to be... This is not my strength. Boy, thank you, Lord, for a, the Holy Spirit that speaks conviction through your wife. <laughs> she was good, and she, she confirmed in me to challenge me to st- take areas of growth. And that's exactly why so I called them and said, okay, I'll, I'll be willing to do this wherever you need me. Just place me wherever. I don't, it's just up to you. you just, I'll just be a servant. And it's hard. And I'm not looking forward to it. And it's uncomfortable and you get a little uneasy. But Lord, help me to continue to tackle the things that aren't always easy. Help me to go forward with things that are challenging and difficult where I have to rely upon you more. And excuses come out under those areas of our life that, boy, there's just a million things that we can say. Caleb, he was 85 years old. That could have been a big excuse. I'm 85 years old. I'm too old to go fight another battle. And it's been 45 years since I've talked with Moses. And Joshua heard that. That was a long time. He probably forgot. Joshua's got a lot more responsibility now. He's leading all the Israelites. He doesn't have time for me. Joshua probably forgot about what he talked about. And I'm going to have to remind him about that. That's embarrassing to remind someone about God's promises. We used to be close, but I haven't talked with him for weeks. I don't know. 
I guess I'm just a little too comfortable. So I'm going to go ask Joshua. Excuses are really just justifications to stay right where you're at. If you want to reach your potential, we have to eliminate the excuses in our life. You cannot pursue comfort and God at the same time. And your potential. Let me just say that. In football, Pep, uh, I always get this name wrong, Guardiola said this. In football, the worst things are excuses. And I would say probably true with any sport. Excuses mean you cannot grow or move forward. You cannot grow, and I believe that is absolutely true. We cannot grow or move forward when we are dancing with excuses. Caleb didn't make excuse. He didn't give time for that. He just said, so here I am today. I'm 85 years old. He didn't let that be an excuse. It's a reality. We don't have to ignore what's there. We don't have to ignore the challenges. We don't have to ignore the state that we're in. We say, hey, I'm 85 years old. But I'm still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. And I'm just as vigorous to go out to battles now, now as I was then. See, what happened is that the circumstance didn't change, but his thought process was different, right? His thought process was, I, I still got this because God's got this. And we change our actions by changing our minds. Are you praying, believing that God will increase your potential but not willing to make the changes? Are you praying and believing that God will increase your potential but not willing to make the changes? There's something wrong with the picture when, the, when people who want more from God but don't want to do anything about it. You see, I think there's an expectation that it says, if I desire it, then it's going to happen. If I desire it enough, if I pray for it enough, if I, just, if I, if I seek it enough, it's going to be just given to me. But that's not always how God works. God will most likely, I would say most of the time, as Kelly said, give you an opportunity. That's what he will give you. We can't get into the rut of just simply saying, God, I'm going to ask you for more and leave it at that. God wants us to sometimes fight for it, battle for it, look for the opportunity, trust that he's working, trust what's on the other end of that, and Rely upon his strength to do it for you and through you as you work together. Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. Give me that mountain. He's 85 years old. He's asking for mountains to climb. Give me something more. I want to go higher with you, God. You yourself, Joshua. And you heard that the Anakites were there. And the cities were large. They're fortified. I mean, the defenses were up. The cities were large. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be tough on that mountain over there. But God promised many years ago, I'm ready now to go after it. Do I have your blessing? Do you agree with me? Do you believe that God can give this to me, Joshua? The Lord helping me. I will drive them out, just as he said. It's affirming with Joshua and Caleb and their relationship. Yes, brother, God's going to bless you. I remember that day. You're right. You're not just making stuff up. I was with you during that time. I'm going to drive those out. I'm going to drive them out. Yeah, you are, Caleb, but it's going to be amazing. And your age is not going to be an obstacle. Your age is going to point glory to God. Because that's just another obstacle that God used to point back to the power of God. 
Our weaknesses can sometimes be the best indicator for God's provision in our life. The best area for your life to point back praise to God is where you are weakest. And many times that will be the area that he uses you the most. Because that's the area that you need to rely upon him the most. Gaining a greater capacity isn't always about what God does for us, but what are we willing to do for God? This is not a religious sense. This is not a religious do's and don'ts so that we can earn favor. This is a relationship, partnership saying, God, I am ready to explore. And I'm not just going to take it for granted, everything you give me. I'm ready to pursue the potential. And I'm ready to actively walk this out. I'm actively ready to put on the armor. I'm ready to drive out and drive and push back. I'm not just going to be in defense mode. I'm holding my ground. I'm ready to gain more territory in my life. What are the areas of growth in your life? And if there are areas of growth, which there are, that means... That there are battles that still need to be faced. The question is, again, for us, are we willing to face those battles if it means growth? Some of us have areas of growth that we know are there, but we're too tired. It's too much. You're not even sure if it's worth it to go battle anymore. You've done that for many years. You don't want to tackle another battle. You know if you get right into it again, it's just going to wear you down. It's going to be just a little bit uncomfortable. Areas of your life that are uncomfortable are worth pursuing when it comes to God. And it looks different for all of us. Praying with someone who isn't a Christian may just rock the socks off you in fear. Kelly's preaching more than he knows. Fear is one of the biggest things that stops us from doing anything. If Caleb was afraid to go up to that mountain, he would have never gone. He would have never gone to Joshua. And maybe just the idea of praying out loud scares you. In between services, I met with a couple, and I challenged them, pray together. So if you've been praying together, I challenge you to pray together. And every, every couple to challenge. I, it's, it's a big one. There's a lot of fear that comes into a marriage when it comes praying together for some reason. Maybe that's an area to step out and start pursuing God. And I promise you, I promise you, you are going to reach a new level and potential in your marriage if this becomes something of a standard between you and your husband. You desire a husband to lead you spiritually? Let that start. Husband, you don't know how to lead the house you don't know how to lead your home. You don't know how to lead your, your wife spiritually. You start with the praying. 30 seconds will elevate your, your marriage life, your family life, your home life to a level you have never even thought it could be. Talking to someone about Jesus seems impossible because you just, let's face it, you haven't been a Christian long enough. To me, that's just an excuse. The moment you say yes to God is the moment you have something to say. Let God use the small things and He will multiply it. And He will speak words, His words, into someone's heart that will never be uttered by you. Giving God more time, it just seems draining. Taking off 10% of that paycheck seems impossible. 
You may have to give up that guy that you've been dating because he's just bad news for you. You know it. Everybody else knows it. Now it's time for you to realize it. You may have to let go of that girl because she's hindering your relationship with God. You may have to stop going to those websites. You may have to find an accountability partner. You might have to tell someone. You might have to give up that drink. You might have to start treating your body well and honoring with your health because gluttony has become something beyond comfortable. It's become enjoyable. The point is, if you want to reach your potential, you have to be willing to make changes in your life. Don't think that the challenge is too great. Think God will do great things through my challenges. If you want to increase your territory, I believe that you do. If you want to increase your relationship with God, then pursue the victory in the areas that hold you back because that is what what is filled with promise for you. The same place that becomes a stumbling block, becomes the hurdle, is the same place that will ultimately be your promise fulfilled. Don't fear the challenge of sin in your life. Don't fear it. Don't ignore it. Don't reject it. Don't say, I'm just human. Don't make excuses. Pursue that area. Don't fear the challenge of pain in your history. It's too much. It's too hard for me to bear. It's too hard for me to think about. Give it to God. It's okay. Don't fear the challenge of your future, of what that may look like, what you don't know, what you do know. Don't let fear cause you to have a blind spot of intentional ignorance, intentionally ignoring. There has never been an overcomer by being an ignorer. If you only change your thinking and neglect your actions, you will fall short of God's potential every single time. It's just the way the relationship is. I can think all day long how I love my wife. But if that's not backed up with action, it means nothing. There is no growth for our relationship if I do not actively love my wife. We take the words of I love you. We hear that. We speak that by putting them into practice. James 1.22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Just don't deceive yourselves. I think that this, this speaks to a lot of church culture in America. Not just America. But we have deceived ourselves to not be challenged. We have deceived ourselves to make Christ something that he is here to just make us comfortable. That is deception from the devil. He is, did not come to make your life comfortable. He came to save you. He has called us to be co-laborers with him. To make disciples. Every single one of us. It's a challenge for us to do that every single day and to never give up. And this is not about one person being better than the other person, this one being more spiritual than the other person. Knock it off. There's none of that. We're just pursuing our potential and we're growing with God together. 
And if you're still listening, we've learned that there is great potential for you in your life. God has great things that he wants to reveal to you, things that you have not seen yet. There's territory maybe that he's promised you that are still in your future. And yes, you're going to have to fight for it, but the promise and the blessing is greater than the battle because he will fight it in you and through you. You want to do it on your own. And if we want to reach our potential, we have to change how we think about things. We have to change, change the way we think about God. Change how we think about our capacity. Think about what God is going to bless us with. Stop thinking what you can't do and start thinking what God can do through you. And if we want to increase the capacity, we've got to change our action. Our activity must change. There's a pursuit in your life. Which one are you pursuing? An old Native American told this story about spiritual truths. And uh, one boy was asking him, how do I grow closer with God? He said, there's two dogs that are uh, constantly uh, uh, fighting. You have an evil dog and you have a good dog inside each person. And the boy said, well, which one wins? And he said, whichever one you feed. Which dog are we willing to feed? It's that one that will overcome. Number four, and I want to ask the worship team to come forward. We change our thinking, we change our activity, and we begin to start doing new things. New things that you could do and should do. Hear me on this. To break patterns of habits in your life, you're going to have to do some new things, right? There are new areas that you're going to have to explore. And maybe you've been battling the same way for years and you haven't found an answer. Maybe there's a new way that God is showing you and revealing you to battle and to fight. You've used your spiritual armor, you've been fighting. Keep that up. But he wants to add to that. He wants to increase his spirit inside of you. And to increase and to add, there has to be new developments of faith. Don't just do the things that you've done before because if you continue to do just the things you've done before and that's it and there's no learning, there's no growth, there's no understanding, all of a sudden it becomes something of a ritual. Your relationship with God has turned from a relationship, from a heart thing to something that you just do. And God never said, I just want you to do these things and that's it. He said, I want you to pursue me and watch me do amazing things through you. New things give you a fresh Life, a fresh breath of His Spirit inside of your soul. Maybe Christianity has become boring to you. If it's become boring, that is a red flag and that is an indicator that something needs to change in your life. A new tactic has to happen. Or Caleb said, now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. It's a new area. He's going to have to battle with new tactics. It's a new season of his life. The mountaintops were promised would take new action. The older victories and the, older, and the lessons were only to help prepare him for the new discoveries that laid still ahead. Utilize those victories and those successes in your past so that you can explore new things. Don't just hold on to the past victories. Because if all you hold on to is the past victories, you're only going to be remembering. But God says, see, I am doing a new thing. A new thing. How you pray may be a new thing. It may be a new time. 
commitment. What you pray about. Maybe just the way that your prayer language is. Maybe you begin to explore praying in the Spirit. That's a scary zone for some people. You hear the word speaking in tongues and it just makes you run for the doors. Maybe how you pray for intercession. Maybe it's changing from all the prayers directing God, all I need, 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 need to, Lord, bless. New territories in your life will expand and, and give you increase. Maybe how you read God's word, instead of just reading it, okay, I put my time in, it's, I'm going to hover over this for a week. I'm going to let God speak to me through these five verses. Maybe it's how you interpret the struggles that you're going through right now. And you don't see it as a struggle or a hardship, but you see it as a lesson, a tool that God is building inside of you. How you see opportunities. Maybe how you begin to lean into Him with anticipation, a new area of growth. That when you come on Sunday, you're coming in, leaning, ready to hear what God is speaking to you. It's not me. When somebody says, man, man, this was awesome it really it's like are you like facebook stalking me no god's speaking to you to lean into him to trust and have confidence in him to pursue god in times of what seems like storms but really it's the opportunity for miracles these are all areas to develop growth in all of us. Let's stand together. Expansion requires leaving our comfort zone. Challenge is the precursor to increasing capacity. Growing means embracing the new. And all of this that I've talked about is really not about us, right? We expect, God, we want you to increase the capacity in our lives, expand us. It's really not about us. It's about, God, expand our influence. I think all of us would have that same prayer. Lord, I just want to make a difference for you. So when we're praying these prayers, it's really not a selfish prayer. It's God, move me to the next place because I know that next place is an area filled with influence. So I want you to ask two questions to yourself right now and to God. Ask yourself, where's your impact right now, today, with your family, at work, with your friends, with that neighbor, whoever it is? Where's your impact? What does that look like? Now ask yourself, what would your impact look like if you just began to pursue it? What would you like it to be? Where's the potential? Is it that neighbor that gets saved? Is it your block? That now you hold Bible studies in your home and your whole neighborhood comes over to your house. Let's expand. I don't think we can dream too big for God. I believe that this church is on the brink of something big. I believe that the capacity of this building is not going to be enough of what God is about ready to do here. I believe that God is doing some amazing things in your hearts, in your lives. That's how I know that we are getting ready and preparing for something more because God is doing more in your life and in your life and in your life. And when God is doing more in your life, there is an increase of influence. And when you influence, we are influencing together. I do believe that this church can be a marker for Christ in the community. 
that this church is somebody from the community. They know, oh, I know Northview. Uh, I, 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 know, I know Far West. That's where that, that, new, that Northview church is. Where God is being lifted up. Where Jesus is being preached. Where you are growing and developing your influence as well. What's your capacity? Where are you at now? Where do you want to be? That's the difference between where you're at, where you want to be, limits and capacity. Where you're at right now is not your limit. Go beyond that. That's where your potential lines lies, right over there. You can have it. God wants to give that to you. Discover what that is. And this week is the challenge to simply ask God for that increase. Ask God for the increase. Ask God for the increase. Ask God for the increase in your life. Ask God for the increase. I'm just going to keep saying it. Ask God for the increase in your life. Ask Him for more. Ask Him for passion. Ask Him for power. Ask Him for faith. Ask Him for influence. Ask Him for more in your life. He wants to give it to you. Are you willing to ask for it? And when you ask for it, do you believe that it can happen? I want to leave you with this quote before I close in prayer. What would you attempt if you knew you could not fail? What would you attempt if you knew you could not fail? God will never leave you. God will never let you down. His promises are true forever and ever. Amen. And when you seek after Him, He will find you. He is to be found. There is more of Him that lays ahead of you. So here's the question. You can't fail, so now what are you going to do with it? Pursue God. That's what we have to look forward to and in that potential. I want to pray for you, a blessing of you as we go forward from this place. God, our lives, our relationship, our desires change us. Change us. Change our speech. Challenge us and convict us in our activity. Mold us by your love. Put an increase of your spirit. Put your desires in our soul. Help us to operate in you. We give you our lives today. We ask for more increase in our lives. More of you. In Jesus' name we said together, amen.